All right, here we go with episode four, the 7th of March, 2022. Let's talk about trucking. First off, though, why didn't I release an episode last week? Well, last week I didn't do an episode because I went to the World of Wheels in Milwaukee and showed my car. I went with my car club, the Alley Rats of Milwaukee. Alley Rats Car Club in Milwaukee. You can check them out on Google. Or Facebook, sorry, just, you know, Facebook. A lot of nice cars. I was there with... Oh, there was a 53 Buick that was parked right next to me. And then this blue color just made my yellow tea bucket stand out amazingly. And then right behind me was a 1970 AMC The Machine. It's along the, the Rebel line. Oh, my God. There's only like 300 of these things left, roughly. Nobody really knows how many are left. But it was just amazing to be parked next to these things and to see that thing start up. and Just absolutely beautiful. I'm working on those photos. Uh, I was hoping to get them done this week. I'll have them up on the fa- on the YouTube channel next week, hopefully. Uh, that'll be under TWK, Tracking the Kingfish. There's a lot of other good stuff up there. The YouTube channel's taken off. We have 198 subscribers now, and we just really started working on it. So I don't know. Maybe it'll go somewhere. Maybe it won't. Either way, we're having fun. So that's where it's at. So what else is going on? Eh, not much. Getting ready to do a new bid here pretty soon. Don't know where we're going to get, though. So keeping fingers crossed. And looks like we're going to hit some more bad weather this week. Hopefully the weather will be nice next week, you know, and it won't be as bad as it looks. Sometimes it is that way. You know, you sit there and you look in, you'll think, oh, my God, this is terrible, and you get out there and it's really not that big a deal. Then sometimes it happens the other way, too. So it all works out in the end, I guess. So, that being said, let's get on with the show. All right, here we go. Not too much, really, to talk about. Mostly, everybody's talking about that convoy, so I'm not involved in it, so I don't really want to talk about it too much, because everything I know is just hearsay. So, all right, here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road Right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. Well, here's something I think we can all get behind. Pilot is going to open 14 new travel centers in 2022. Now, the article doesn't say where they're at, but, you know, anything we can get. You know, more parking is good for us no matter what happens. And then I guess this month they opened up one in Albuquerque. I haven't been to this one in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've been down there for a little while. So I'm not sure exactly where it's at. But it's got 70 parking spaces. It's not a lot, but every little bit helps, right? So I'm all for it. Any parking that... Oh, it sounds like somebody's running a bus outside. Anyway, the more parking we get, the better off we're going to be. So I'm all for it. So let's get moving on. All right, now here's something I think is a big deal. All right. 
Okay. Now, OIDO, which is the Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association, you know, if you want to get things done, trucking, you got to go deal with an organization that has access to lawyers. And OIDA's, you know, been around for a long time. That's O-O-I-D-A. You either got to go to be in a union or go join OIDA if you want to make things happen. Because as an individual, it's not easy to hire a bunch of lawyers, right? So trucking advocates met with the Senate committee on Monday to discuss improvements to an upcoming bill that would require granting truckers access to restrooms. Okay, so here's the deal. In its current state, the bill would require Washington Terminal Port and retail operators to provide a sufficient number of restrooms for truckers in areas of the terminal where operators have access, such as inside the gate and truck, truck queuing lots where access would not present an obvious health or safety risk to the truckers. Fixed restrooms and ported toilets would both qualify as sufficient restrooms. Any driver involved in loading, unloading, or transporting to cargo to and from the terminal would be covered under the bill. Okay, so this is basically the port. Which port is it? Hmm, it doesn't say which port. Uh, anyway. I'm all for that. I don't, I don't understand how anybody could expect this is all Washington state. This is all about Washington state. So this is the ports in Washington state. So basically what it comes down to is, you know, most of these places have bathrooms, but the drivers just need to be able to use it. How can you expect these drivers to deliver to you, wait all this time, get stuck waiting for a load, not be able to use the restroom? It's ridiculous. It should be, it's a human need. Allow bathrooms. We stand for strong with allowing bathrooms. This is something I can get behind. Maybe maybe that's what the convoy should have been about, bathrooms. I think that's something we all can agree on. We should have access to bathrooms. This should be a national thing. If you get a delivery, you should you know the driver should be able to use your restroom. Some places won't allow you in the building, and they won't allow you to use the restroom, which I think is really stupid. You know, so I don't know. Anyway, let's get moving on. Free bathrooms for all. Now this one's hardcore, and unfortunately sad that it ever had to happen. It doesn't say why it happened. It just says, on Monday, February 21st, more than 200 truckers gathered in Eugene, Missouri, for a farewell convoy in honor of 13-year-old Dalton Frank. The Missouri Highway Patrol escorted the convoy from Eugene to Jefferson City. I should have got a glass of water before I started it. So anyway, what it comes down to is, uh, Eugene was an enthusiast. He was, in, you know, he loved trucks. He was enthusiastic about it. And he was 13 years old. He passed away on Valentine's Day, and so over 200 truckers got together and they did his last ride for him. And it's, you know, it's just unbelievably sad. That's a convoy I can get behind. That, you know, just support the kid. He was a good-looking kid. It's unfortunate that. Uh, you know, that happened, but it's pretty cool how the driver's honored his memory and, you know, gave him his last ride. And, you know, they get a flatbed and, you know, they give him, they escort him there to his final resting place and that. So, I don't know. It's a pretty sad story, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. Just a sad story. All right, let's get moving on. Uh, here's something that's a little interesting. I, I may even get one of these if I get enough points uh, at the pilot. Anyway, Garmin introduced the new Instinct 2 uh, DEZL edition smartwatch. 
So apparently it's catered just to drivers. It looks like a nice watch. It's attractive. It keeps time, I'm sure. Uh, see, what else will it do? It'll do view detailed short break workout tutorials on the app, I guess. All day monitoring of heart rate, stress levels, hydration, pulse oxygen readings for altitude, and... Oh, it doesn't do blood pressure. That's too bad. I don't see how it could, though. Uh, take a break from the job and track daily steps, calorie burn, intensity, minutes, and more. Uh, so what else is it? Uh, extra long battery life, 28 days in smartwatch mode. Uh, use reward point balances and access member loyalty programs from Loves and Pilot. So I guess you, you know, you can, you know, if you're going to buy something, you just point your watch at it and they'll figure it out from there. Uh, save time with on-screen pre-pass notifications for upcoming U.S. way stations and bypass decisions. Uh, this requires an active pre-pass account and use of the the, the DEZL app. That's kind of cool. It kind of you know pops up on your watch. I mean, you don't really need it, but kind of interesting anyway. And then you, uh, Garmin Pay contactless payments from the smartwatch to make store at uh, you know to buy stuff at uh, checkout lines. I don't I don't really need that, but uh, let's see. Easily plan for stops along route using daily break timers with timely notifications. I guess that'd be kind of interesting. Maybe it's got like a little vibrating thing to remind you or something. Of course, if you just look at your clock, you know what you're supposed to be doing. I already know where I'm supposed to stop, so I don't have to. It's not a big deal for me. Pairs with any uh, of Garmin's uh, DEZ OTR series truck navigators to break planning timers, health metrics, and wellness suggestions. I don't know. I don't think I just subscribed it very well, but it, yeah, I guess if I had one, maybe it'd be different. But I don't know. Maybe I'll save my points and get one. Looks pretty interesting. It's kind of a new thing. Kind of interesting. I'm I'm down with it. All right. They didn't pay me for that. I just saw the ad for it and thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, the fact you can check your loves points, pilot points, whether it's kind of neat. Those are the fuel points you get. You get points for fueling. So, yeah, it adds up pretty quick. It'd be kind of interesting. In fact, I'm going to use those points probably to buy one. All right, let's get moving on. All right. I didn't think I'd have anything on Ukraine, but... We do. U.S. trucking company owner races to Ukrainian border to aid refugees. I was young when I left Ukraine, so I, so I never thought it would affect me this emotionally. Safeway carrier owner says. So basically what it comes down to is this Safeway carriers in uh, Stratford, Missouri, is helping refugees at the Ukrainian border. And you know, this is hardcore, man. So uh, Bogdan Galiansky left Ukraine. I probably didn't say his name right. Left Ukraine with his family when he was nine years old, and he said he can't ignore the plight of hundreds of thousands, while well, you know that are attempting to flee the country since Russia launched its full-scale military invasion. Yeah, it's a bad scene, man. Uh, it says I was young when I left Ukraine, so I never thought it would affect me this emotionally, like it did when I saw that Russia invaded. It was a last-minute decision to go. A lot of humanitarian organizations jumped on this situation pretty quick. But as soon as the war escalated, they were all told to leave Ukraine right away. Since Ukrainian officials announced Thursday that all men between the ages of 18 and 60 cannot leave the country, many husbands and fathers have been forced to drop their loved ones off as close to border crossings as possible. They turn around and head back into the war-torn nation. 
Oh, wow. While humanitarian aid, I didn't know that they, that was going on like that. It would make sense. So, while humanitarian aid organiz, uh, organizers are waiting for people at the border, uh, Poland, Hungary, Romania, and other bordering countries, Galinsky and others are concerned about those waiting for days in the cold without food, water, or shelter. He is working with church organizations to provide relief at all border crossings into Poland. We'll be setting up tents with generators for heat, food, uh, tea, anything to help them while they're waiting in line to move into Poland. Yeah, it looks like a lot of people are really stepping up to the plate and helping out here. It's a bad scene. These poor people, you know, it's just, you know, it's just unbelievable. And you know, from and I don't know exactly what's going on over there because obviously we're not there and we only see what's on the news, but. You know, it sure seems to me like these Ukrainians are really stepping up to the plate and they got their heart in this thing. And they're really, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but they're definitely got the resolve. You know, they got the heart of it, you know, and they're fighting for their homeland. And it kind of seems to me like the Russian soldiers aren't really into this. They don't really look like they're, that they want to be there. I, you know, I'm sure there are some that are, but I don't know. Makes our, uh, you know, our convoy here over mask and the vaccine kind of silly considering what those people are actually fighting for. I give the Ukrainians credit. Yeah, I mean, they get a, they get a huge set of balls. Good for them. You know, it's just, uh, really impressed by the way they're, you know, they're handling themselves. I just, I just wish they didn't have to go through this, but you know, what are you going to do? You know? All right, let's get moving on. Oh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, the Department of Transportation has proposed a rule allowing oral fluid testing as an alternative to urine testing for drugs and alcohol among safety-sensitive workers. The Department of Transportation has published proposed rules to include oral fluid testing as an alternative to urine testing for the federal DOT-regulated drug and alcohol testing program. According to the notice of proposed rulemaking, this will give employees a choice that will help combat employee cheating on urine drug tests and provide a more economical, less intrusive means of achieving the safety goals of the program, which require testing of safety-sensitive transportation workers, such as truck drivers. The, pros, the proposal. I'm losing my words here. The proposal also includes other provisions to update the regulations and harmonize as needed with the new mandatory guidelines for federal drug testing programs using oral fluid. So I guess you got to spit. I guess this is what they're talking about. In uh, proposing oral fluid testing, the DOT emphasized that it is not requiring employees to use oral fluid testing instead of urine testing, or at least test reason. Instead, it proposes to offer employees the flexibility in the type of specimen they collect. If I just got to spit into something every time I get a, you know, to do this, it's no big deal for me. Yeah, they don't have to sit there and, you know, wait to go pee for an hour or whatever it is. Now, another advantage is that the oral fluid testing is generally less expensive than urine testing. Probably a lot easier to work with, too. The proposal says an oral fluids test can cost 10 to $20 less than a urine test. Well, I imagine for a big company, it's really going to come, it's going to add up. But it's, you know, it's not going to happen for a while, so. And then they were talking about, I know they were talking about hair for a while, but that never happened. Uh, you know, either way, if I don't have to sit there and wait an hour or two to pee, is fine with me. I just want to get going down a road. It's Or, worse yet, I just want to go home. 
Last thing I want to do is urinalysis after I've been on the road for a week. Then I got to sit there at a terminal or I got to go to a clinic. All I want to do is go home. So if it gets me in and out, I'm fine with it. I don't care. It's the guys that maybe, you know, most drivers are clean. You know, we don't do that stuff. We don't have time for it. We just don't. In fact, most drivers I know don't even drink. So I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's get moving on. Well, over in Tifton, Georgia, the Tifton Police Department recently took to Facebook to remind drivers about City Ordinance 78-33, forbidding semi-truck or trailer parking in residential streets or in residential neighborhoods. The ordinance also forbids drivers from leaving designated truck routes and entering a residential street unless they are making a delivery as established by the City of Tifton. Drivers who violate the ordinance are guilty of city offense and subject to fines not to exceed $1,000 and imprisonment in the city or county jail not exceeding 180 days. 180 days for parking in your street. That's pretty bad. Or both a fine and sentence, imprisonment, and labor. Oh, they're going to put you to work, too. Wow, that's, wow, that's amazing. In all sentences, it'd be funny if they put you to work and made you drive a truck. And all sentences may be in the alternative, and fines may be imposed with the alternative of sentence to imprisonment and labor if the fines are not paid. Okay, so they're going to give you a fine if they don't give you if you don't pay, you're going to jail because you know man's got to get his money. The ordinance not new, but was reportedly brought to public attention due to an increase in concern about truck parking in residential areas. According to a news outlet, WALB, Tifton Police Chief Steve Hyman shared the following several complaints from residents. Uh, sounds like, you know, people are parking in their, on their, you know, the driveways and things like that, the bobtail when they get home and, you know, the city doesn't want that. And so there's going to be some big fines. So I don't know, just be on the lookout for that. Just don't park in a town at Tifton, Georgia, if you can help it. Okay. There's something you don't hear every day. The Felicity Ace has been in the news for the last few weeks after a fire erupted on board, setting the entire vessel aflame and causing the 22-member crew to be rescued by the Portuguese Air Force, all while transporting nearly 4,000 sports cars that included Porsches, Lamborghinis, and VWs with a total value of over $400 million. Yeah, the thing, they caught on fire and they were towing it back and, you know, they, I guess they had put most of the fire on, they were towing it back and then the thing just sunk. So, a lot of them were electric vehicles too, so... Because it's a lot of lithium down in the bottom of the ocean. I'm sure it's not going to be good for the environment. I don't see how it could. So, I don't know. That's 400 less, or $400 million less of cars. Doesn't say how many cars, though, but it still looks like a pretty big ship. I can't imagine. All right, let's get moving on. And uh, if you're waiting for your car, nah, you're not going to get it. <laughs> Especially if it's one of those high-end ones that are custom-built. Yeah, it might be a while. Yeah, I was just reading this article about how truckers eat over the road. They're using things like Keurig machines and the lunchbox heater, the Burnett... What is it called? Burnett stove? Burnett, Burton stove, that's what they used to call it, Burton stove. They used to have one of those, but I didn't think it was that great. It was kind of a mess. But, shameless advertisement. I use uh, Hot Logic. It's a little little heating pad just plug it right in hooks up the food doesn't overcook it works great for me over the road especially during the winter i got a microwave in the back but i don't like to go back there and wake up my co-driver so i just plug in the hot logic when i start driving a couple hours later everything's all nice and cooked and 
things don't overheat so I can stop whenever I want to stop and heat, you know, heat it up and I don't have to go in the bunk and wake my co-driver up, which is kind of a big deal for me. If you're interested, look at the show notes. You'll see the hot logic in there and yeah, you can do pretty much anything with it. From what I understand though, I haven't cooked anything like pizza or anything, but I've heard pizza, it's not so good with pizza or bread type stuff. Everything else is just fantastic, but it's just like a heating pad kind of a thing, like a hot stove, hot plate. That's what I'm looking for, hot plate, hot stove. All right, let's get moving on. Well, we've all heard of the driver shortage. That's a big thing, supposedly. I really don't think there is. Now there's a truck shortage. That I can attest to because uh, after my truck got flipped, it took a while to get another one. I'm still in a loaner. Hopefully I'll get another one in the next couple of weeks. Anyway. Apparently the industry is hurting for trucks right now because of the ships, you know, the, the ships getting the, the semiconductors and all the parts they need and things like that. So it looks like they're going to be more used trucks on the market. They're putting more used trucks on the road and they're salvaging and repairing older trucks that maybe they might not have in the past. It's more financially feasible. Now keep in mind, if they put a, you know, wrecked truck and repair it and put it back out there, it's got to be inspected. So it's just as safe as a new one. But it's just a sign of the times that, you know, they have to do such things. So, something to keep in mind. Anyway, that's all I got this week. Check out the Hot Logic. You can find the information in the show notes. Not much else going on. Got some bad weather going up. I got to go to Billings, Billings, Montana. And then I got to get home. Hopefully next week I'll have the footage up for the car show, World of Wheels, and the other one. And some video. And I'm running way behind. I got too much stuff. Just not enough time of the day. I had to go to the dentist on Friday, so it really put me behind. Mm, need that water. Yeah, it just really put me behind, so I'm running late. So, Yeah, I do all the video and the car stuff, but I never get it up on time or in a timely manner. It's just terrible. I wish I could, but you can't edit this stuff over the road, so you just got to do what you got to do. So anyway, that being said, get over for tow trucks, cops, ambulances, fire department. Don't drive next to him. You see him on his shoulder, get over. All right? Just get over. That's all you got to do. All right? Peace out. Drive safe. Stay out of trouble. Kingfish out.